Ask the Podcast Coach for February 24th, 2024. It's 2424. Holy cow. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from theschoolofpodcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from theaverageguy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Good to be back. Big thanks to Rob Greenlee, who filled in for me. Last week, always great to have him around. And uh, Rob, thanks for filling in for me. I appreciate it. Yeah, he was nice enough to have me on his show a couple weeks back. It's like Rob Greenlee's podcasting tips with friends or something of that nature that he does on YouTube. And so when I heard you're going to be out, I was like, you know what? Rob's a good guy. Let's bring on. Uh, he's kind of everywhere right now, right? He is kind of everywhere. Isn't he in a lot of spaces? Yeah, yeah he's in. Uh, well, that's the thing. Just talking about what he's up to. Like there was 90 minutes, like, okay, he's, he's stream yard. He's working with some little box that records everything and removes the noise. I forget mm-hmm. the name of it, but Ro- he's launching rockets to Mars. That's it. He's, you know, <laughs> he's doing everything these days that Rob Greenlee, <laughs> but no, it was, uh, it was great having him always great hanging out with him. He's been around forever. He was around before podcasting was podcasting. So it's always and interesting. The OG, where, yeah. OG of the OG. Yeah, he'll he'll start off with some sort of like, oh, well, that was back when, you know, Microsoft had a thing called, you know, and we we actually said the phrase Palm Pilot, I think, last week, and I oh, was like, did he mention Zoom? That Zoom, probably, the, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's crazy, he's but uh, on the Zoom team, it is cold here. I don't know what it's doing in Nebraska. Yeah, it's it's a little chilly, and I'm a little thirsty. All it's right. been two weeks. And that coffee pour, of course, is brought to you by our good friends over at podcastbranding.co. If you need to look good, in fact, right now, as we speak, Mark is working on a new piece of artwork for me for your podcast website, a podcast coming in the future. And uh, I will add that to Ask the Podcast Coach and the School of Podcasting and the Podcast Rodeo stuff that he's done for me. And of course, if you're like, well, I don't just need artwork, I need a whole website. Well, he can do that. Anything that you want to look good, Mark is the guy you want to call. And what's beautiful is we did our call where we got online and Mark's kind of like, what's the idea of the show? He really wanted to make sure that the artwork was aligned with what I was trying to do. And so if you really want something to look great and make a great first impression, because you know, they see you before they hear you, there's really only one place to go. And of course, that is podcastbranding.co. And be sure to tell him that you heard about him on the Ask the Podcast show. Of course, big thanks to our good friend Dan LeFebvre over there, based on a true story, based on a true story podcast.com. This week on Based on a True Story podcast, letters to Iwo Jima. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Letters from Iwo Jima, Malcolm X, Flags of Our Fathers. Dan always does a bang up job over there. If you need, maybe like you, you took last week off. I was traveling and I listened to a bunch of podcasts. Maybe you're out, you need something new. Check it out today based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. And, I and yes, think- I have a, I have a cold this week. So I'm sounding a little, I got the deep voice. I got the deep voice guy <laughs> going on here. It is. Yeah, I should record some voiceover when these, <laughs> these kinds in a of world. things happen. You can, in a world. Because you can just you can really uh, you can really nail the base, but seems to be this 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 cold seems to be going around the country. I'm hearing a lot of people talking about it. So 
Hopefully we'll be through it soon. Sorry for the the voice. Ah, you don't I think that's one of those cases where you think you sound worse than you do. You know. Eh, it, you, you can kind of tell that you have a, a cold, but Chris Nessie has a question we're going to get to in a second. I want to ask this question. Does podcasting suffer from what I call ACDC syndrome? And I'll give you an example. I'm going to be on somebody's show, and I'm happy to be on somebody's show, but I'm starting to get triggered by the phrase, your story. And so I was listening to a show because they're like, oh, we're going to have you talk about podcast monetization and blah, 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 and we'll talk about your story. And I was kind of like, okay. But I, I listened to a show this week on the podcast rodeo show. Really nice person, great audio, but it was kind of like, hey, dreamers, you know, how to get it out there and do your thing and make your brand. It was all about your personal brand, which made me think of that. If you've never seen the South Park version episode on my personal brand, it had a lot. And that maybe that was it. Maybe I was getting triggered by South Park. But it just seems like, A, everybody had a, a hard childhood. Even if you had the world's best childhood, to you it was like, well... You know, one day I had to drink 2% milk instead of whole milk. Oh, it was dreadful, right? We all think we had it, but so I'm like, okay, good. Congratulations. You had a hard life. I'm not sure that requires me to give you money because it seems to be that. If I just tell you my story, then somehow you'll give me money. But I I get it. Now, on one hand, you know, I'm a big, I got story worthy right behind me. I'm a big fan of stories. I'm just not sure. Like, I'll give you an example. People keep bearing the lead. There's a new show that I can't remember, but they listen to audio advertisements and then they go, was that good or bad? Or, you know, and they, some really good stuff. If you're thinking of making a promo for your show and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Do I have it? Let me see. We are going to talk about a new app I found and it's, it was pretty interesting. And, but it just, the fact that it just seems like the formula now is get a guest, talk about their story, add Oh boy, it's a fun word. Ad infinitum is the name of the show. So is that is that what Captain America's shield is made out? I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> infinitum. Yes, and uh, but what was interesting is I hear they listen to radio ads and then give their opinion about it. So when I tuned in, Jim, what do you think I expected to hear? Maybe them talking about ads and what they think of them. You would think, except I had to hear about you guessed it, the guest story. And I was kind of like, I'm kind of, I'm storied like your story, not a story, but your story. I don't really need to know this guy's, like he could have said he's the author of the book, blah, blah, blah. Welcome to the show. Then listen to the five clips and then tell me your story now that you've given me your, your opinion. Or you can drop all sorts of stuff. Well, when I was working with, you know, Baskin Robbins or whatever, you know, you can kind of throw in your street cred there. I don't know. Is it just me or are are we kind of getting lost in telling people's stories? Yeah, it might, it, let's say maybe a little bit of both because you've been doing this a long time. You're in the meta of this, right? You, you help, you listen to a lot of different podcasts yeah. because you're helping coach people on this and you've been in the space a long time. And and I think there's this natural cycling that goes where, you know, you, you, you learn of something new, you get really interested in it, you go deep in it, it gets old and boring and then you find something else new. I think we're, we're probably in a lot of, listen, I know a lot of the folks in our chat room that, that listen live and maybe even listen to the podcast version of this have been doing this a while. And some of those, I think after a while you start, if you're not careful, you start kind of, you know, get off my lawn. Can you come up with something new? And in some regards, we do need to keep, 
you know, we, we do need to keep reinventing ourselves in this because to your point, remember when everything was on fire? Oh, geez. Right now, right now everybody's trying to be Joe Rogan. A popular format pops up and then everybody copies it. True crime. Oh my God. You know, and it's still that going. Was, it is, yeah. it is. And, and I've listened to some of those and they're not good I, for me. They're not good. Like I just get, Oh, I can't, I can't listen to this anymore. But that's, I think a lot of that stuff is cyclical. And, and then to your point, I, I just want to encourage people be come up with something that's original for you. Don't try to copy, right. you know, try, don't try to copy somebody else. Now, listen, when I started doing home gadget geeks, I just ripped off Leo Laporte. That's what I did. I liked what he did. I liked his style. I just copied it. And that's what got me going. So, you know, is the, am I being a hypocrite, a hypocrite? Probably in this, but we, we do this. This is kind of cyclical, Dave. I think if you took a break from podcasting and walked away from it for five years and then came back to it, you come back to it with a different set of eyes than you have. You're in the, you're in the firefight. You're in the middle of it right now. And we all are. Right. That's, and so it, it, but it is, I think it is cyclical. Yeah. It's well, and the other thing is, you know, you were inspired by Leo, Leo Laporte, but I'm sure maybe Leo isn't going to talk about, you know, robotic lawnmowers. Yeah. You know what I mean? There are things you're talking, that's kind of like Daniel J. Lewis got into podcasts about podcasting because nobody was talking about what he wanted to talk about. So it's kind of that, Mm -hmm. but it's different. So, yeah. Yeah, And listen, this week in tech or, or windows weekly from, you know, that Leo does is that those shows are very, very different than anything I've ever done. I was inspired by him. I built structures around what he did now. And, you know, we just this week, last week, I, I took the week off this week, but last week we did six hundred our six hundredth episode wow. on that. And you go, well, you change after six hundred. You know, now it's different, and some of it's still the same, which is kind of funny. You know, been doing the same thing for six hundred episodes in some regards, different things after six hundred and others. So yeah, yeah. Dr. says I'm at the point where I'm thinking the listener, if they want the story, check out the show notes. Let's just get to the meat of they the won't. interview now. They don't go to the show notes. Nobody's going to show notes. If I'm going to tell somebody's story, it's after they've given me the meat and potatoes because now I'm going to care about their story. In the meantime, it's just like, hey, welcome to the stage, a stranger you've never heard of, but they have a book. So let's find out why they named their dog Tippy and they were, you know, second in, you know, home ec at their elementary school. I'm like, I don't care about their story. I just tell me how to grow my audience or whatever the heck I'm trying to do. And so I don't know that maybe I'm well, maybe I just maybe need a nap. Purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. It's very possible. It's been a long week. Well, but it's, it's also, what do you go into the podcast for? Right. You know, Todd, the Gator is talking about, he disagrees. Yeah. He says, you know, his, he's got stories in his podcast. I don't, I, I don't think you're saying you shouldn't do, you shouldn't do that. I think it's maybe a little bit of a commentary of for you, you're looking for more information maybe and less stories from people. Yeah. The other thing I heard you say in that, Dave, is the copycat mentality where we all start using the same words right. all the time, you know, back to the on fire thing or, you know, let's, let's energize this podcast, you know what? And that's, I just made that. Well, when but, I heard dreamers, I was like, really? We're yeah. still using that thing? And then yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I've never got on board the zone of genius. When I heard that, I'm like, come on now. I mean, I just need to spend more time in my zone of genius. And I was like, okay, is that what we're doing now? The zone of genius? I mean, I get the point, but it's like, do we need a catchphrase for it? Yeah, man, you need to, 
you know, buckled down and spent, I was like, all right, zone of genius. First of all, genius, really? Genius? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. So, Man, you are grumpy this morning. <laughs> Holy moly. Kind of like this grumpy day. Now, this is Je- pretty great. <laughs> See, Jeff has a good one. He says, I like digging yeah. deep, finding out some unknown story to ask the guests, like why Dave won't teach people guitar, right? So that oh, would be something... And that's a weird one. I love to teach everything. Just please don't make me teach guitar. And I think why? In the same way that when somebody starts a podcast, I had someone at Libsyn yesterday, they were on episode eight and they want to know how to monetize. And I'm like, I think, I think you're a little bit ahead of schedule here on the monetization talk. Cause you, you know, you're getting 47 downloads, you know, I'm like, that's good. That's two full classrooms, but monetization may not be on the table yet. And it's very much the same thing with podcasting. Everybody walks in and goes, okay, so how do I play Eruption by Eddie Van Halen? And I'm like, maybe we should learn the names of the strings first. You know, let's learn how to tune the guitar first. So maybe that's it. I don't know. But uh, yes, SP said I, he wants to be in the zone of jeans. That's true. Especially some good fitting ones. That would be great. Lately, my, I've been getting bigger and bigger jeans. I need to work on that. That's, uh, oh, that well, I'm with you on that. The uh, Todd the Gator says, I think the better thing is to bring out better stories from your guests with not so much cookie cut. Ah, maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah. Or or this thing called editing, where you edit out the boring parts that, you know, don't really, you know, and it is kind of interesting because Mark Marin does that, right? His first question is, so what'd your dad do, right? He always starts with the parents and how did that lead to you getting messed up? And, you know, now, now we're into the story of how did you become an actor or a comedian or whatever the heck the person is, you know. And I guess that's, I maybe that's it. Maybe I'm, I think maybe because it's like the curse of knowledge, because I'm sitting here listening and I'm not listening. I'm going, oh, here we go. They're going to do the hero's journey. Yep, here it is. Let me guess. Is that the hurdle? Oh, my gosh. And how are you going to overcome it? So I maybe, I think that's it, is that I am... I'm not listening through the ears of a listener. I'm critiquing it. That might actually be it. Cause I'm just like, Oh, let me guess. And then you overcame it. Oh, here it is there. Okay. There's number four. Now, number five, what lesson did you learn? Here it comes up. Oh, there it is. And so I tend to go, but on the other hand, that, that is the recipe of a good story. I just listened to David Hooper and he brought up that Humpty Dumpty is a great story. You know, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Great. Humpty Dumpty had a big fall. Oh, holy cow. What's going to happen next, right? That's the whole thing. What's going to happen next? You know, and then all the king's horses and all the king's men, like, oh, are they going to be able to do it? Nope. Couldn't put him back together again. Like, all right, but that's a story, right? Here's what's going on. Something happened. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? What's going to happen? And then you have the climax of, sorry, it's a big eggshell somewhere. And here's the other thing. Humpty Dumpty why is Humpty dumped? I guess because he's an egg. And if he fell, he'd break. But I just, yeah. like, nowhere in the actual ha- words does it say Humpty Dumpty, the egg, sat on a wall. It was, I guess, back in the days when kids would read children's books, you would see Humpty as, a, as an egg. But it just. Well, but the story says all the king's horses and all the king's men. What are the horses doing? No wonder they couldn't put that right. thing back together. I mean, the hooves were in the, in the way. way. That's true. And you're like, what? God. And the men are like, get out. The story doesn't end there, by the way. The king's men get fired and they bring in contractors. That's it. To fix. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Uh, yeah. They bring in consultants They bring in, and they fix Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. That's the end of the story. And it was a million dollars. Yeah. Over budget. <laughs> yeah. If the, Tim says, if the episode can't exist without the story, 
and the story is relevant to the topic, great, good deal. Otherwise, for me, I don't need it. That's a great point. If how you got to where you are is important to understanding how you got there, I agree with that. But I really think I've just hit, I, I've, through our therapy this morning, I think I've come to the conclusion is I'm critiquing I I need, instead of I listening. A, I feel like I need a pipe, and I'm, I feel like you're in therapy <laughs> with me. So, Dave, tell me. Yes. What uh, what were you thinking when you uh, started the podcast? <laughs> I didn't get enough hugs as a kid, man. Oh. Tell me about your dad. Tell me about your dad. Yeah. Let's let's get started <laughs> yeah. with that, Dave. Why so, are you ranting? Tell me about your dad. Yeah, that's it. The whole yeah. the chat room is having their own show today, which is kind of fun. Well, they're talking. They're adding to uh, the Humpty Dumpty story, which is Rand, really good. Randy Fox. This is a name out of my past. Back in the day. When I was a computer trainer, Randy was my other trainer. So he was teaching in one class and I was in the other. And I was, I, it was funny because he just showed up on Facebook and I had somebody this week and this is completely normal. If you didn't grow up with computers and now you're trying to get into them, let's say you're, I don't know, 70, you need to learn, even if you're not 70, you need to learn file management. You should have a folder called podcasts where you save, you guessed it, your podcasts. And then in that folder, have a name. So like Jim might have one for Home Gadget Geeks. And then what's, do you do another show? Call the Coach? Uh, right? Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, Call the Coach would be a good one, yeah. Yeah, so he's got two folders in there, one for Home Gadget Geeks, one for Call the Coach. Then you go into the Home Gadget Geeks folder, you have episodes, and then you have finished folders, and then maybe a production folder. And if you wanted to, images. But really, you have those. But that way, when you go into the episodes folder, now there's another folder called 001. And I'm just here to tell you that it sounds like I'm making a lot of folders for what? So that eight months from now, when you go, wait, where the heck is that? I know I did. I used this file on episode 27. You can go to podcasts, home gadget geeks, episodes 27, and there's the file you're looking for. So if you, if you're, if you don't know that, if I just went over your head, join the School of Podcasting. There's a course. There's a little lesson on file management. And Randy and I were always amazed because we're teaching computer, like we're teaching Word and Excel. And we would always have to do 20 minutes on file management because everybody had my documents back on PCs, right? They still have that. And everybody would just save everything in that one folder. So it's like having a filing cabinet with one folder in it called My Documents. And then they're like, I don't understand why I can't find anything. Because you have one folder with 8 million things in it. So that's... Uh, it's, well, it's, yeah. I'd, I also recommend you, before you start one production, you clean up the last one. Oh. Right. So because ten like look, by the time you get to the end of producing a podcast, you're just so glad that thing is out and you're done. You could go do something else. You don't... The, the last thing you're thinking about is, yeah, maybe I should organize my files now. No, that's not the first thought you have when yeah. you're done with your podcast. So add it to your routine. And that before you start a new production, first thing you got to do is clean up the old ones. So go in, grab the files. You know, and there's probably as many different file philosophies or file strategies as there are people in the chat room. I know 30 out there, 31 out there now. We probably all have different ways. The key is to have one. <laughs> have a strategy. Think through, like you mentioned, you know, starting the top level being the show name and then below the show name would be episode and below the episode, you can also, I thought I was giving you a thumbs up there. You could also go, you know, organize them by the file type. So is this, 
the live unedited? Mm. Is this the edited? Is this, you know, and depending upon what you're doing, you might have some people have multiple clips. They don't just, do, you know, we make one and then edit it. A lot of people bring stuff in. You might need an area for for those kinds of clips. So the the best way to f- organize is the way that works for you. That's it. Yeah. Because some people, because back in the day, people would just have a really long file name. It'd be like February summary of the widget report for John. And I'm like, yeah, you could you could do that with folders and save yourself a, a whole lot of uh, problems. So Jeff C says, uh, Notion has been a lifesaver for me. Yeah, that's well, it's one of the things like I, I've been using Evernote for years and I just started using Apple Notes. And Apple Notes I love because their search is really good. Like the other day I was like, I know I put this in Apple Notes somewhere and I've got, again, folders, but I just have one kind of like, ah, just put it here folder. And I was able to do a quick search, and that's exactly what I was looking for. Coach Dave says, I have a set of folders for every episode, creative sound files supporting research, then an entirely different top-line folder for finished episodes. I need one. The reason the School of Podcasting folder is a mess is I have podcast stuff and I have website stuff. And I need to make a folder for website stuff and just take all this stuff that doesn't exist and put it in there. Because you open it up and you're like, oh, this is 18 years of disorganization. It's kind of crazy. So. But well, you, there, yeah, you, no, you're totally right in separating those. SP also mentions in the chat, like you know, the you get another level of organization with the file name, right? Yeah. You can add additional things to the file name. Now, be careful if you make it too cryptic. Years from now, you're not going to know what those. You know, you're like, oh yeah, I had all these letters and symbols, and you know, this meant this. And remember your, you know, remember your nomenclature because you'll to come back to it, you'll be. Like, what did I mean by G seven nine six four eight five two? You know what? What was that? Yeah. Um, so mine is be, always uh, like some sort of like SOP. Like this show is probably ATPC, which is Ask the Podcast Coach, and then the episode number. So I think uh-huh. today is whatever, and then underscore, you know, and then the date. And the date comes in handy if you ever have to match an episode with your website, because in theory the published date on the website is the same as the the date on the file. I've only had to do that once, but I was so happy that I had the date in the uh, file. So yeah. And then Todd says, can we also agree that podcasters need a lot of storage for video? Yeah, that's uh, that's a whole but thing. That, listen, that's a problem that's been solved. Like we don't, the, years ago, you know, 10, 12 years ago when you and I were do, first started doing this, hard drive, even local hard drive storage space was expensive. And you you could, you know, you were creating these video files that were giant and the storage was small. Today, yeah. you know, a 12 terabyte, 16 terabyte hard drive, like, you know, it's 150 bucks, maybe 200 bucks. They're cheap. So the in the in the video, the videos haven't changed that much. Now, if you're storing them in 4K, okay, yeah, they've right. gotten gigantic for you. But but the the, the hardware has definitely caught up to the storage needs. The what hasn't caught up though is bandwidth at times. Some yeah. people are still on fairly slow bandwidth and they're trying to move these big files to the cloud, you know, for storage. So that's a challenge, I think, for some people, you know, getting it getting it to the cloud. Yeah. I know I'd mentioned Evernote. Gary had brought up that you can easily import Evernote into Apple Notes if you want to. And then Jeff being the notion guy yeah, you can easily, and it looks just like Evernote when you import into uh, Notion. Notion is one of those things that it will do your laundry 
and I think walk the dog for you. And I'm like, wow, there's a bit of a learning curve, but just as much as there is in Evernote. And I know a lot of people don't like Evernote anymore. I'm not a power user. I just have folders with notes and that it still does well, but it they kind of try to do a little bit of everything where like, now you can do your calendar and Evernote and you can do, now you can do, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't need it to do that. So they kind of lost some of that. I think they changed their pricing, but I know a lot of people that, uh, yeah, Gary says notion is cool. Yeah. So there's, there's a bunch of those out there. The bottom line is kind of like what you said, find what works for you. And we're going to run a little short today, Jim, it's a birthday party, right? Yeah. My granddaughter's uh, birthday see, party. See, that's hashtag family. Four years old. Oh, you got to do it. It's four-year-old. Yeah. This will be cake and M&Ms and all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> Hot dogs. <laughs> That's excellent. So what we're going to do is we're going to, I need to, to back up. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm hitting the wrong thing. Not now. I hit the run scene button or so I thought. I did. And it's, that's interesting. Video not in file. Hmm. Uh-oh. Well, yeah, it's looking Spe- for. Speaking of file storage. Yeah. I'm like. It- well, listen, while you're figuring that out, let me let yeah. me say, watch watch Dave as he's figuring this out. One of the drawbacks, I think, you're running right now through a teleprompter. And you've brought you've brought up a new screen on your teleprompter, which is has turned you blue. And yes. that's and I, I really do think that's one of the drawbacks to using teleprompters. Well, it, yeah. yeah. In fact, if I do just to show you, and I haven't figured this out yet, but this is me on the teleprompter, right? Kind of yeah, yeah. Typical Dave, pasty white, right? If I drag me over here, now I'm Trump. I'm kind of orange. I don't know what's going on with my teleprompter that it turns me white, but I haven't figured it. It's been on the list of things to figure out for a while. Color setting, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm sold on teleprompters yet. I mean, obviously, because I just trashed it. But yeah. that's one of those things, you know. We're seeing these new cameras that guy have an arm that come down to put it in front of the, yeah. you know, to kind of put it in front or. They have the plexiglass slider things that you can put the camera on and bring it down. I, I actually think we're going to solve this via software here pretty quick. And you're going to be able to, they well, already my, have this. My blurry background yeah. is courtesy of, you know, Macintosh. You know, there's a yeah. setting now in your camera. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah the, the one thing that's different is I have, I got myself a, a Veripole for my birthday. Because people are like, what'd you buy yourself for your birthday? And I'm like, do I buy myself something for my birthday? So I bought a Veripole and I put it up. It's in the ceiling. And so now are my lights. So my lights are no longer clamped to my desk, which is kind of interesting because they're actually pointed at my backdrop. And I'm just, I'm bathing in the the glow of, of that. So it's kind of neat. So but yeah, here's what's, one of the things you want to do is if you're cleaning up your files, make sure one of them is not used by Ecamm Live so that when you go live, it looks for that PDF and you go, oh yeah, I, I deleted it. So we do want to thank our awesome supporters. If you go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome, you can see all those lovely people there and you can become an awesome supporter. We're also brought to you by the School of Podcasting. So if you want to start or or even grow your show, we do that as well. And it's an amazing community over there. We just had uh, two job recru- recruiters join. So now we've got job recruiters. We've got a psychologist, we've got a couple retired pastors, a comedy writer, a marketing dude, all sorts of fun people. And of course, all the courses are there. And if you go to ask the, no, if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash coach, you can save on either a monthly or yearly subscription. And, you know, if you want more Jim Collison and who doesn't, well, just go over to, uh, yeah, here he is. Look, all, all the Jim right there. 
Uh, wait, that's the wrong button. It says it's Jim. a little too close. Yeah, that's but it's I, I don't know why I'm here, but you know, Jim Collison, the average guy.tv is wow. Okay. I honest to God, I uh, I played with Ecamm this morning, so this wouldn't happen. So much fun. Sure. But that's why you always want to push all the buttons. And this podcast runs on PodPage. If you want to try PodPage, go over to tripodpage.com. And we also are using Ecamm Live. And when you understand how it works, it's actually a beautiful piece of software. Just don't delete your files before you go live. And you can find that at supportthisshow.com slash Ecamm. But with that, it's now time. And I'm almost afraid to hit the button here. Uh, hopefully we have, yes, the wheel oh, of uh, names. Woo-hoo. That's it. And so we, you know, there are people here like Max from Aviation News Talk, We've got Glenn over the Horse Radio Network, Ask Ralph at Ask Ralph Podcast, Ross Brand, all these fun field people. So just to make sure it's not fixed, we'll click on shuffle and we'll click on shuffle again. There we go. And now if I actually spin the wheel of names, who will be the featured supporter of the week? And it's going round and round. Ooh, could it be? It's, oh, I thought it was going to be Shane over at Radio GDPR, but it's the lovely ladies that keep the flame alive. If you go to keeptheflamealivepod.com, if you're in, well, you know, this is perfect because I don't know when I keep seeing commercials for the Olympics and that's what they cover. So I keep seeing all these bizarre. Uh, Coming up. Yeah. Paris, right? Yeah, in Paris. Yeah. So that'll be fun. So you can be an awesome supporter by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. So thanks to everyone who is supporting the show and uh, we deeply appreciate it. And I promise I will find the PDF and have it ready for for next week yes can i can i jump in you do yes you know as you're and this i want to make this topic really quick as well and maybe we can this week i got the opportunity to we did six podcast episodes during the week so recorded nine in the morning central time 8 p.m central time they were live episodes that we recorded we'll make them available after the fact they're basically podcast episodes and i had a producer for this. So uh, we had enough things going on that Gallup provided a person to just help me on the backside, do all the production, make sure the tech worked like in for the, I've done this 10 years in a row, this program I've done 10 years in a row. It's the 10th year for nine years. I produced it for the most part. Well, last year I I had some help, but this year was full-time producer, Dave, that game changer, game changer, like having, especially when we go live here, as you were going through that, I just, re- I was remembering as having flashbacks of, you know, when you're trying to host, produce, you know, clean the floors, when you're doing everything, it's really hard. Like it is, it's way harder than most people think. And so having a producer was super helpful. And that may be one of those areas for folks like, is you, you kind of think about what you're doing, getting some, and it doesn't have to be a producer to help with it, but Getting some help in the in the production of it or whatever is don't don't try to carry these things alone, friends. Like if you've got the opportunity to have somebody else help you or sh- you know shed some of the responsibility onto a co-host. Not saying that I want to take on more responsibility, Dave. That's not this is not a speech <laughs> to well, tell you I want more responsibility. Well, in a it way, is helpful. We have thirty-two producers, I think, right now. Oh, for sure. In the chat sure. room. Well. So. Yeah. Yes. And no, they're super helpful. Like when things go wrong, they tell us that's super helpful, right? To have the clue. You know, we, one of the episodes, we, the last one recorded on Thursday night, the link got wrong, was placed wrong in it. And so nobody was there. So we started and we're blah, 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 you know, talking away. And all of a sudden I start getting Facebook messengers like, Hey, we can't get in. We can't get in. We're lost. The link didn't work. You know, the people who were trying to access this 
this episode we were recording. So that is helpful to have that kind of feedback. I, I, at that point, I could see what I didn't know is behind the scenes, the producer knew and was frantically working to get the link fixed. Right. So I didn't even, I could, I could, could just continue on. We ended up resetting and going back to the beginning because we wanted everybody to participate in the whole thing. But it, it does. So yeah, having a chat, but sometimes the chat room can be distracting. We, we have to warn, we have to warn guests who have come on who haven't done this before. And say don't don't watch chat like just don't yeah. I'll I'll bring in what's appropriate for you, so we have to kind of warn them to do that as well. But if you're doing live, I mean, I have listen, I have fun. I kind of think our I like our style of live where we show some things that you know show what it's like to try to do it all that yeah. way. I I like that style. But man, was it great having a producer? Oh, when like I, I felt big time. Yeah, <laughs> when like, I do uh, when I do a Libsyn webinar that's a whole different story because it's you know and i have people in the chat room and they're kind of doing what i'm doing where i'm starring questions that so when when i'm like i stop about every 10 minutes to see if there are any questions and i just click on a tab and if there are questions they're there and if they're not i don't have to go searching through the uh the chat and jeff let me know and i you know i know this i should have done it once you get your ecamm set up you can export your settings and then back them up i'm not sure that would fix my my file that I deleted on my, it was basically looking at a file on Dropbox. And I was like, oh, yeah, you you cleaned up Dropbox this weekend, so shame on me. But there was a question that Chris asked a while ago. He says, I have a question. What are some of the strategies to encourage podcasters to add podcasting 2.0 features to their shows? Best resources for educating others. Go to futureofpodcasting.net, and there's a video right at the top that shows you how you can set your show up to receive streaming Bitcoin. My thing was, I I did, if you go to podcastconsultant.com, I don't think I put the math in the, which would be bad, but I did a thing because somebody sent me a boost that said, great show guys. And they sent us, I believe 10,000 sats, which was like $2 and 36 cents because half of that goes to Daniel. And I was like, okay, if I could get 3%, right? I'm not going for 50%. Let's be realistic. If I could get 3% of my audience to do that. And then I looked at what people, the the programmatic ads are paying on a good day, 0.004 cents a download, right? Because you're making, if it's like high, this is the programmatic, this is the, the Geico's and the Home Depot's and things like that. And I was like, you actually could make more money if you had a kind of techie audience, right? And they were willing to switch apps. So there's a lot of big ifs there. You could get, you know, as an income stream. Yeah, I did not put, I put all the links, but I did not put the math. Bummer. And I see I have a Valentine's Day ad on my podcast consultant site that's just a little old in the the tooth at this point. So, and then some people are, you know, I want to make money. Okay, well, what you need to do is sign up for, I don't know, Tidy Cow so you can sell coaching. And they're like, eh. Like, wait, what? What do you mean? Eh, eh, I don't know. It sounds like a hassle. Like you got to, you know, it, it, money is just not going to fall from heaven, but it's, you know, if somebody doesn't want to do it, or I get a lot of people and I get this when they go, yeah, my audience isn't really into Bitcoin. And then I'm like, well, okay, but are they going to be in five years? Are they going to be in 10 years? Like right now I'm looking for a replacement for Google podcasts, right? Cause that's going away. And I want to find an app that does, I want chapters, I want smart playlists, 
I wanted to skip silence and maybe adjust the volume. And then I wanted to stream Bitcoin, even though a very, very, very small percentage of people will use that feature. I want it there. So in five years, I can still be telling people go to, and I found this really great app. Look how pretty this is. Let me share my screen. It's called Podurama, and it's got an Android version. It's got a, what do you call it? iOS version. And it's, this is the web-based version. And it's got one of the coolest features ever. And I don't know why other people, bookmarks. So if I click on this, I can actually, when you hear something, and you're like, oh, I got to remember to talk about this in my show, I can make a bookmark. And this is, you can't hear this because, oh, wait a minute, I'll go over here because it's on every machine. This is Adam Curry talking about podcasting and people doing it for fun. And I have a question. Why is there this, and maybe it's just the podcast industrial complex, which I love it is. as one of the I most- I don't know what your question most, is, but the answer <laughs> the is- most un- is, yeah. singularly unhelpful terms in, in my vocabulary. Um, this growing your podcast. Mm. You know, I'm a little sick of the term because the whole world seems to be about growing your podcast and you have to have X amount of downloads. See, people are getting triggered. Do people grow their tennis game or their golf game or just have fun playing golf? So I was like, that's a good point. Well, what's cool is I could go to my phone right now and pick up right where that left off. But here's the thing. It does everything I want. And normally I'd be like, all right, everybody who's using Google Podcasts, go to Podurama. There is a paid version. You can buy like a lifetime version of this for like 50 bucks. And I was like, done, except it doesn't do the streaming Satoshi thing. And I was like, and I asked him about it. I'm like, any, any podcasting 2.0 stuff? And they're like, oh, we're going to look into transcripts and some other stuff. And I'm like, value for value? And they're kind of like, yeah, we're looking into it. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's the polite word of maybe, but probably not. So I've yet to find Podcast Guru is another great app that does the Satoshi thing. They don't do the smart playlist. So I cannot find my perfect show, but I don't know. Jim, you play in Bitcoin. What what are your thoughts on trying to get people into it? You know, uh, yeah. this this is the one <laughs> this is the one spot on, on podcasting through, you know, or on yeah. this 2.0 thing that I really struggle with. Because it wasn't it wasn't smart to tie it to Bitcoin. And and that's just I Listen, I know, I know why, and I know what. I just don't agree with it, mm. and I think it's going to come back to bite us. That being said, you know, providing value for value is is a concept we need. We just we need easy, convenient ways to do it. I, I don't know if that's the the most easy and convenient way. Well, it's getting easier, but it's definitely not easy. Like, it is even just getting your money. Like, let's say somebody gives you some satoshis, and you're like. And if you're new to this whole thing, a Satoshi is a very, very, very small amount of Bitcoin, very much the same way a penny is a small amount of a dollar. And so if somebody gives you some, like, how do I get it out of my online wallet into my bank is not the easiest thing, especially if you're not in the U.S. So it's it's easier than it used to be. And there are things like the Cash App and PayPal and a couple other major players have started using Bitcoin, but it's... I, I wish it was further along than it is, especially on that side, because that seems to be the thing that makes everybody go, oh, wait a minute, I can make money with this? And you're like, yeah, I think I, I looked at my stats. I think I've made $70 so far with that. And that's over like a year and a half. But yeah. I just love the fact that I can go into my wallet and go, but then again, I've got to go into my Strike app, which is tied to my bank. 
and I go, here's my 20 bucks. And then I have to copy that into Albi, which then does that. I think that you can now fill your Albi wallet directly with your credit card or something like that. So that's getting easier, but it's still not, I, I call it on, on the future of podcasting. I talk and I say this with love and respect. It's not Aunt Cheryl proof because my brother has a lovely woman named Aunt Cheryl that's on his, uh, his in-laws. And she's, you know, I don't know, older, right? And it's not Aunt Cheryl proof. And I'm like, when it's Aunt Cheryl proof, Jay Leno used to say that when he made his jokes, he was like, is, you know, he had these two older people watching The Tonight Show, like, are they going to get it? Because if they're not, then mainstream media isn't going to get it. Mainstream audiences, I guess, aren't ready for it. So it's still pretty cutting edge and all the nerds are loving it. I get it. They're doing some really cool things over there where, especially with music, where if you play music in a show, and this is obviously music that you have the rights to play, you can have it so like when you talk it up, hey, coming up, it's the, you know, it's the screaming couches coming up on uh, the, you know, podcast groove show. Well, when you stop talking and play the song, it'll actually give all the streaming Bitcoin coming to you to the band. And then the band can say, all right, give 25% to this guy, 25 to that, 25 to that, 25. That's kind of cool. But Craig from Live Well and Flourish, and as well as the uh, AI Goes to College, if you're into AI, you might want to check that out, AIGoesToCollege.com. He was saying it, it does kind of sound like a bunch of the nerds going, wouldn't it be cool if it did this? And then they make it do that and they go, oh, that's cool. But it's only the nerds that are kind of getting into it. But so was podcasting back in 2004. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, remember hand coding RSS feeds, right? Yeah. And and like it, in those days, if we would have been having this conversation about RSS, we yeah, yeah. people would have been saying similar things like, guys, this isn't sustainable. This is never going to work this way. When it when it went mainstream and the you know the big the big organizations picked it up and everybody embedded it into everything they did, that's when it got mainstream adoption. I think to back to Chris's question, I think it's got to get embedded in everything, and we've got to get all the big players talking about this and embracing it and using it. I mean, Apple certainly has to be a part of that group to to make sure it's being communicated and offered and we're finding easy ways to, to so that everybody can take advantage of it today still i think it's still a little too complicated and i think people they also see the new they also see some of the new stuff and they go oh more things to do now we've been asking for these things right there's some great things in here we've been asking for this stuff when you get it all at once it can be a little overwhelming you know so i think to, who was what was this, the example? Aunt, who did you say? What, aunt, the aunt, aunt Cheryl. So is is Patreon too hard for Aunt Cheryl, or is Buy Me a Coffee too hard for Aunt no, Cheryl? You, in your opinion, can Aunt Cheryl do those two? I, I think so. Think? Now she can okay. she can pay for the Patreon. When you say copy this feed and paste it into your app, uh, uh, I got a little too complicated. Yeah, that's why I like Supercast over Patreon because they go oh. You're on an Android phone. Would you like to listen on Pocket Casts or whatever? And you click a button and it just opens up that app. That's what I love about that. So that's very cool. So it's listen, it's gonna succeed, by the way. It's gonna succeed. Yeah. It's just gonna take time. I don't I don't think it's gonna I don't think this thing is gonna fail. A version of it. I mean, it may not be in its entirety. It's gonna succeed. We're somebody's gonna figure it out. We're listen, we're smarter than this, and somebody's gonna figure this out how to get it in, how to get it, how to get people on it, how to get it mainstream. 
it, it'll just be a matter of time, I think, at this point. DR says, my only complaint about Podurama is that it doesn't have a way to separate my comedy shows from my cooking shows from my pop. Yes, it does. If I share my screen again and I go into my podcasts, I can go in here to, in this case, David Hooper's big podcast. I think I can do this on the web, but you can see where it's in my marketing business and entrepreneurship. If I go over here, I do have some smart playlists. So here's my podcasting smart list. And if I go to settings, maybe the website version isn't as cool. Yeah, I can go here to settings. Eh, maybe not. But you can go in and say, when this show has a new episode, they're auto playlists is what they call them versus regular playlists. So it does do, like I say, it does everything I want. It even does the thing where you can upload files. So if I'm on somebody's website, I want to really subscribe to their show. I can download their file and then upload it to Podurama and it'll be in the app on the phone. And the bookmark thing was like, oh, that's awesome. It just doesn't do the streaming boosting thing. And I was like, oh, and I, I'm finding that with all these apps. Podcast Guru, they're working on smart playlists. If they get smart playlists, that might be the key. The thing that's janky, that's still the word of the day, by the way, is they have a web-based version that's on a way bad time loop, like a month behind. And, I, and they're very, I will give them that. There's three guys in a basement working on this thing. And they're very attentive when you email them like, hey, we've gotten all your emails. We're working on this. We're working on that. And they said they have something that's set up to refresh the website version. And apparently it quit. So they have since fixed that. So if you have any problem with your media host or an app or something like that, reach out to them. It'd be nice. And just say, hey, I don't know if you know this or not, but this isn't working. And they were very nice to go, oh, uh, yeah, we now see that it's not. So I might answer questions when when you leave because we're we're of course the oh, chat room is sure. coming in so sure. but that's good whatever, to know whatever you want to do I got about nine minutes or so well maybe a little bit more yeah just got to get to the birthday party yeah and this is what I'm trying to find out Liberty Dude says like what are you going to recommend for Apple for Google going away and I'm like I think if Podurama would add value for now if if I don't care about value for value Podurama right now prettiest app works on Android and the other thing I love about it is I can listen, because for me, it's kind of a, again, first world problem. I've got to tie my iPhone into my roadcaster to listen through my speakers. And I love the fact that there's a web version. I can just pull up the web version, click play. And then when it's time for lunch, I click stop. I grab my phone, go into the kitchen, pull up Podurama, hit play, and it picks up right where I left off. Or in some cases, it'll do the thing where it'll go back like six seconds to kind of get you caught up. So it's beautiful. It does everything I want except the streaming Satoshi thing. Pod Guru, Podcast Guru, does everything I want but the smart playlist where I can say when this show comes, a new episode, put it in that playlist. If they do that, then Podcast Guru wins if they can get their website version because I want a website version and I want chapters. It's weird because you don't realize what, what features you use until you use an app that doesn't have them. Like I didn't realize how much I use chapters. Where like if, because a lot of shows like this one has chapters in it. So if we're talking about Bitcoin and you're like, bah, well, click the next button and you'll hear what we're going to talk about in like four minutes or so when we get done with this topic. Chapters are really cool. I used to hate them in the early days of podcasting. But do you have any features that you use in a, or what you would look for in an app? Let me give a hot take on this one really quick. All right. I, I, don't, know, I don't know. Hot take on this. I don't know if it matters. The... Ah. the so so few people are using Google Podcast. They're already finding different ways to do this. I mean, this 
the numbers are so low. You know, newsflash, Google's, and they're telling people they're getting ready to deprecate this thing. So they're already, and wh- what are they going to use? They're going to send people to YouTube. Yeah. So you better have your YouTube stuff together. Like, and I, if you, whether you like it or not, whether you agree that a YouTube video is a podcast or right. not, they're going to put full, their full effort on moving everybody to YouTube. That's what they're doing. So one, you better figure it out. Like you better get on YouTube. And, and if, if you want the Google people, the, the ones that are using Google podcast today, if you want to keep them, better figure out how to and be ready for this YouTube transition. It's going to happen. Yeah. Well, everybody that- else has already found the player. Yeah. And that's right. why I'm looking because I don't want to send them to YouTube music, not because of the whole, it's not a video. It's just, it's a crappy app for podcasting. I wouldn't send anybody to Spotify. Spotify is a podcast listening experience. I don't think is very good. So when I found Podurama, I was like, this is exactly what I'm looking for, except this one thing. Then I found Podcast Guru and I was like, oh, this is, oh, it doesn't have that. And then like Podverse is a really cool app. Their problem is cleanup. I can go in and it's got a list of my episodes and I can go, Mark is complete. I can go in my settings and say, hide things that are marked as complete. And yet it doesn't. So I keep having to step over shows I've already listened to, to the new ones. And if they could clean that up, I love Podverse. It's got everything I want except cleanup. It's like I, I, when I'm done listening to an episode, like get rid of it. I don't need it. And if I want to, if I delete it, I can always go back. I know what show it was, but Everything is like, oh, it's perfect if it had this. This one would be great if it had this. I can't. So whoever gets to the the list, like Daniel doesn't even really care that much about Satoshi's, but he's all about cross-app comments, which I don't think even exists yet. And I was like, okay, it has to be a feature that exists. So it'll be interesting to uh, to see. But I, I Are you getting many listeners? Now, you have your audience is fairly tech savvy, yeah. but are you getting people who are contacting you and saying, Hey, Google Podcast is going away. What do I do? How, what do I? Are you? Yeah, not a lot, but probably okay. like three a month. Somebody's like, "Hey, really? Yeah." Okay. okay. And they're just like, "What? What should I recommend?" And I'm like, "Well, if you don't have, oh, if you you're having podcasters contact you who are saying, what should I recommend?" The, yeah. the question, my question was, or do you have listeners asking you personally for ask the pod, not yeah. for ask the podcast coach or for your shows? that they need to move, not what they're recommending oh. to their customer, but what they need to move to. Are you getting many, are you getting many of those? No, because most of the, like the people at Libsyn, yeah, they're, they're already in right, YouTube. But I did, that's one of the, the videos I need to make for the School of Podcasting because I'm going to take one of my shows on Buzzsprout and submit it to, to YouTube so that it can be a podcast on YouTube. Because uh, Libsyn... And by the way, YouTube is doing that automatically. They're not even asking you. Oh. They're they see a series of videos or that you have a playlist it's in some cases it's it's automatically being marked as a podcast i mean go check your yeah. you haven't been in youtube in a while get in there and check it and then watch this transition they're i think they're getting ready to do some some crazy things so make sure you're you're well aware of what your youtube feed looks like yeah well and the other fun thing is people are like, well, can I count my views as downloads? And I'm like, go in and look at your analytics on YouTube and make sure you have some whiskey handy because that can be yeah. really soul-crushing when you're like, wow, yeah. people watch 20% of a one-minute video. You're like, wait, what? They're doing the same thing on your audio. They're doing, yeah, You true. just don't know, right? You just, ignorance is bliss in yeah. that. And you're like, oh, the, 
you know, it's funny. We, we can, because of that, we, we, we have this gold standard of a download. Like it's yeah. a download. It, 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 guess what? It's probably has, it, it might have less listening than that, than your video stats in some regard. At least we can track it there. And I know in some, on some platforms, you know, they're able to track it and Apple can track it and all that other good stuff. But it, the, the download is, is not as strong as we think it is either when we think about people listening all the way through. Well, yeah. And, and when, you know, when one app can go, oopsie, we're going to do this differently and wipe out 30% of all downloads, that, that did not go over well. So, yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Oops. Oh, oh, we have a new standard. I, I, yeah. right. I mean, let's th- think of the haircut we all took when, when all those standards got yeah. that put in. It, yeah. Well, and again, this is why I say, don't worry about that stuff. It's listen, it's good metrics. When you compare it to itself month over month, year over year, awesome. The numbers themselves don't matter. The engagement matters. What are people actually doing with your podcast? How many emails are you getting in comments? Are they buying your merch? Are they supporting you on Patreon? Are they buying you a coffee? Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Those are the numbers that matter, right? Uh, it, it, I, I want to, I, I, I kind of wish we didn't know any of the downloads, to be honest. It's just a distraction in, in some regards. Are they actually following your calls to action? Yeah. Right? Are they actually doing something? I thought about that and, today. Uh, like if we didn't have downloads, like if we, like people are downloading it, but we didn't have any like stats on them. Would you still yeah. do a podcast? And I'm like, I, I think, because it really is. You said the magic word. It's a distraction. It really is. And I get it, right? We can see what's what worked and what didn't. But so many people, that was almost an episode of the School of Podcasting, five things people obsess over that you shouldn't. And one is like, well, yeah, but I release every Thursday at 11.05, and this went out at like 11.37. What happened? My audience is, oh, no, they're not. Your audience is not sitting there going, is Jim's, wait, where's Jim's episode? It's it's 12 minutes late. Is he dead? Like, no. It's like, Apple's having a bad day. But people, like, literally obsess over the time it's released. And I'm like, I get it. You know, I preach all the time. Re- publish on a consistent basis. It helps people become part of their routine. But I, it's not down to the second, folks. Like, let's not go crazy on that stat. So yeah. it, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and I don't want to totally discount it because there are... You know, there are times you can go in there and gain insights from those stats, right? Yeah. And I think the the total number doesn't matter. It's when we relate the trends to themselves. And and so I don't want to totally dismiss it, but I just don't, you know, and I don't think that number in itself really matters because you could have 100,000 downloads, but if you're not getting the engagement you need That's it. for that, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just saw it. Coach, somebody just said, Jim is absolutely right. Yeah, here, Craig. From uh, Inglaya's podcast, I I haven't looked at my download stats for over a year. Coach Dave, I haven't paid attention for years. Now that our show reports to a board, we're tracking the numbers again. I'm trying to tie it to outcomes, memberships, courses. Not the easiest to track. And um, it's hard. Randy says I would I would still do a podcast because I have no idea how many downloads I get any on any of them, and any one of them is monetized with sponsor. Yeah, so. I always say in January, my numbers go up. In February, my numbers go down, but my membership goes up. So I'm ecstatic. And, fe- and this this year was no different. I got more memberships and things like that. But uh, you have a birthday party to get to, my friend. I do. I do. Thanks so, for putting up with my 
whatever's going on here this morning you know, with this cold. It's really not that bad. Is it bad. okay? All right. Yeah. Anything All coming right. up well, on theaverageguy.tv? So I took the week off because we produced six new episodes. We did six live episodes this week and got the opportunity. Dave, the first one live, we had 1,900 people. 1,900 live wow. in the podcast. Talk about yeah, a chat super, room. Holy cow. Super cool. You know, as we we're talking about engagement on that, one of the things I was hoping for is we, we're trying to, as part of these podcasts, we try to sell seats to our summit. We have a conference that we do every year. And it's not the only reason we do it, but it is one of those engagement markers for me. And so I was like, yes, I'll get, I'll be able to see how effective these podcasts are. So I contacted that team and I'm like, Hey, you know, at the end of the week, I was like, Hey, how many, how many, you know, seats did we sell this week or how many were, how many were sold? And they were like, Oh, this number. And they're like, but we did send out an email marketing campaign on Monday. And I was like, Oh, you, I can't separate the two. We didn't no. do a coupon code yeah. or we didn't do, you know, one of those kinds of things. And you're like, yeah, that's one of the, one of the challenges of it. So six, six podcasts this week, it was a long week and, and uh, it's good to be good to be done and get some rest. So have, thanks for having me out. Enjoy it. guys. Be, be kind to Dave. All right. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't entice him. Don't troll him. And uh, I'll see you guys back next week. Yeah. All right, man. We'll see you. All right. Take care. All right, see you. I'm going to carry on, and, and I'm doing this without a lower third. How crazy is that? But I thought I a bunch of questions came in, and what I'm going to do, watch this. Yes, that's called dead air. The last time I did this, I just kept talking and talking and talking. I was like, no, we'll just kind of go crazy. So I'll, I'll kind of watch the chat room as we do this, but I want to answer some of these. Dale says, I see so many podcasts that just seem to ramble at times, not you guys. With that said, how important is it to have a beginning storyline or theme so that people stay engaged? Well, it's hard on this show because I don't know where we're going. I have an idea where we might go, but today we're talking 2.0 because Chris Nessie had a question about 2.0. So normally I always say, well, actually I, I don't say it. My buddy Eric K. Johnson says this. Nobody gets on a bus without knowing where it's going. So for example, on the School of Podcasting, talking about this whole Apple thing and downloads, my next episode is what do you do when life kicks you in the face? I don't know if that's going to be the official title of it, but hey, I just lost 40% of my audience and I want to go eat worms and die. Okay, how do you handle that? And because there are times when you're like, I can't wait to podcast. And there are other days when you're like, I got to do the podcast. Ugh. So how to handle that? So I think it really is something you want to do. Craig from, again, AIGoesToCollege.com now, Craig's he teaches IT at a he's a college professor. And at one of his his episodes, he was talking about, you know, different, you know, language models or whatever they're called, right? So he's talking about Chat GPT and he goes, I'm gonna tell you my favorite, you know, AI tool, and it's not Chat GPT. And I immediately was like, Oh, uh, what? There's something else besides Chat GPT, and I'm not gonna tell you what he picked because you have to go listen. But that was something that I was like, oh, I want to hear the answer to this. Because based on who he is and what he does, I already have respect for his answer. And so when he put that out, it's a nice little beautiful tease where is if I say, hey, guys, you're not going to believe what happened this weekend. My grandma had a painting in her attic, and it turns out it was a Rembrandt. Stay tuned after the break. I'll tell you all about it. Well, you just told me all about it. Why would I stay tuned? I know. But if you say, hey, guys, I found something in my grandma's attic this week, and you're not going to believe what it is. Stay tuned. Okay, now I've given you a tease. So many people, I see this with interviews 
Well, they'll be like, hey, today we're going to hear how Jim likes this and Jim liked this. And then Jim did this about this. And then later he did this. So you're giving me the cliff notes version of the interview. Why do I want to stick around for the interview? So there's, it's, it's the art of the tease and how you're going to benefit. Because who doesn't want to benefit? I'll benefit. What do you got? I don't know. If you do this, you'll benefit. Okay, I'm down. So yeah, I think it is the, the beginning, especially because we all have, we don't have shorter attention spans. I don't buy into that. The whole goldfish thing has been proven to be wrong, by the way. But what we do have is a better radar for detecting somebody's going to waste my time. So when I hear a show start off with, hey guys, welcome to the Dave Jackson Power Hour. I don't really know what I'm going to talk about today, but you know, it's Thursday and I promised you a show. So here we go. Yeah. Instantly press stop. And anytime I hear somebody talk about that thing about uh, short attention spans, I go, if we all have short attention spans, why does the word binge exist? Right? We binge things that are good. We're not like, but we, we again, you got to let people know where they're going. So when you start off with, wait till you hear what my cat did. And the title of the episode is How to Make a Living with Free Software. No, like get to that. I would look at the title. I think this was Kevin Schmidlin that said this. I want to give credit where credit's due from Grow the Show. He said, the title of your podcast is a promise to the audience. And I was like, ooh, that's good. I'm going to borrow that, Kevin. It's true. So when when you, that's why I have the, the hardest time with this show, because we have 37 topics by the time 90 minutes is over. And that's why I said, Jim, I want to start with this topic about are we, and I have to come up with a title of like, are we all stuck doing best practices and not being creative or whatever we're doing? So that was that whole beginning thing. And that's why I wanted to start with that because whatever the first topic is, is what I make the title of the episode about. Because I've had people say, hey, the title of the episode was, you know, how to deal with trolls. And you guys didn't talk about it till the 38 minute mark. Well, okay. So that's why I try to figure out, okay, we're going to go wherever the chat room wants to go. But what's the first thing we're going to talk about? Because that's going to be the title of the episode. Speaking of Craig from Live Well and Flourish and AI Goes to College, he says, this might sound strange, but my metric is how many lives I affect. That's hard to track. It is hard to track. But that's where I just had two new members of the School of Podcasting. I had coaching with them last night, and they're job recruiters, and they're doing a show about how to you know, get a job. And they were saying, I said, okay, well, they're talking about downloads and stuff. I said, well, hold on. Before we get to downloads, why are you doing this? I go, because you need to know your why. And they're like, well, we really want to just help people. I'm like, perfect. That's a great ingredient. Craig does that with Live Well and Flourish. He could care less if he makes money with it. He's just trying to people help people, you know, live well and flourish, hence the name of the show. And so they wanted to serve people and help them get jobs. But they also said, it'd be nice if we made some money. And I go, okay. Nothing wrong with that. It's first things first that we got to grow an audience and then we have to set up a way for you to make money. And they're they're pretty much brand new to this. So we got to get them a website. We'll have to get them a tidy cow. I, I for a while I was not recommending tidy cow. They have since fixed all the problems they had. So it's a cool way to do that. Coach Dave says listener engagement is his focus of 2024. So there are many other ways. And let me switch my thanks because I mentioned Chris Nessie. And he's in the green room. I hope you haven't been sitting there for a while. There he is, the man, the myth, the legend. How are you, my friend? Hey, what's going on, Dave? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, man. What else uh, can I help you with? 
so one, thank you for answering and addressing the question I started today's show with. I appreciate that. My second question. So I've been playing with Castomatic. Yeah. And I remember years ago, I did this with my Libsyn feed where there's like that little dollar sign symbol in app like Overcast. Yeah. It's also in Castomatic. What do you add to your podcast to make that something people can click on, whether it goes to PayPal or something else? And, and what is that called? It is called, and that's all I got. It is called the value tag. And behind the scenes, I'm logging into Libsyn because I know I have it set up for the School of Podcasting. And it is, I know you have to put it, the, the nice thing about Libsyn's old interface is they had a place that said extra RSS stuff. So this is Libsyn 4, but I'm in the School of Podcasting. And if I go to, I think, Destinations, I'm guessing here for the record, and come down to my Libsyn feed, there is under Advanced Options, yes, it's left carrot, and I'll put this in the show notes, podcast colon funding space URL equals, and in my case, I have it pointed at PayPal, and then I just have the word donate. Now, I'm not sure, I guess in some places that will show up, but in most places like the app, different apps, it'll just be a dollar sign. So it is the podcast colon funding tag if we want to get our geek on. And you can find that over podcasting two, the number two.org. I'm sure they have that over there where you could just grab it and paste it, but that's where you put it in Libsyn. I'm not sure like in, in Buzzsprout, I don't know that there's, I'd have to look and see. They might actually have that to where you could put it in there in Captivate. I don't think there is a way to add extra stuff. Now, to their credit, most everything there, they just, it's in the interface, but that's where the dollar sign comes from. It's the, the funding tag. So perfect. I will, uh, I will look for that in the show notes and uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. So I know I asked you this on Facebook because when we last left off, your son was doing a show about vacuum cleaners and then understand he has migrated to another topic now. He, well, we do a show together that we've done for the last couple of years where we tell knock, knock jokes and other funny jokes. So it's, appropriately called Knock Knock Who's There. There And uh, he'll be 12 in a couple of weeks. So that's something that we do together. And now he's into bigger, more expensive technology. (laughs) Well, that's even more exciting. Right. Sure. She's going to get into drones or, you know, those little electric cars. Those can be very expensive. So that's the fun stuff. So. Yeah. So she's listening at some point. All right. Yeah. He's (laughs) he's like, wait, drones? Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, You want to hang around and be a co-host for 17 minutes? I can do that, Dave. Let's go. All right. So DR is saying, since you're in Libsyn, is there a consumption rate? Nope, is the quick answer for that. Is there a quick consumption rate in Captivate or Buzzsprout? Nope. That's why you have to go to Libsyn. You have to go to Libsyn. You have to go to Apple or Spotify. And I think I need to go look. I think Amazon added it. I just get very, very little downloads on Amazon. And I think part of that, I think part of that is when you sign up, it's kind of like Pocket Cast. They're not Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict. The minute you get into Podcast Addict, they're like, hey, we're a free app. Want to donate to keep us afloat? And I get that. But I'm like, can I click play on something first before you start begging for money? And Apple, is, or Apple, geez, Amazon is the same way. When you go into, basically, it's it's uh, Amazon Music is where they have their podcast stuff. They immediately like sign up for a 30-day trial. And I'm like, can I click play on something before you start asking me for money? And I think that's a big turnoff. I think some people are like, wait a minute, I won't have to pay for anything. And so they go find a, a free app. So 
it's uh, one of those things I'm like, mm, you know, maybe not. So let's see, what other questions do we have here? That would be the uh, the same thing with our podcast in general. Don't yeah. have to become an awesome supporter or a Patreon or a donator yeah. in the first 30 seconds of your show. Give them value first. Yeah. What always drives me nuts when I do the podcast rodeo show, I am now triggered if it's like, you know, Reverend Bob's, you know, Jesus hour or whatever it is. I'm like, if I hit play and this guy starts selling Jesus hankies in the first 45 seconds, I'm going to pop a cork because I'm like, that is a negative stereotype of religion and you are furthering that. So please quit, you know, oh, we just do this and the Lord will bless you. Just, you know, buy me a coffee and God will make your life great. And I'm like, I don't know why Minister Bob has a Southern accent, but he does, doggone it. So, but yeah, so the whole listen rate, do you pay much attention to your listen rate over at the good old house of EdTech? Every so often I'll go into Apple Podcasts, I'll go into Podcast Connect and I'll take a look. It's not as depressing as yeah. It might be for some people for me, but I mean, I'm just focused on talking about the things that I want to talk about and making the episodes I want to make. And, you know, because it's time shifted, you know, they'll eventually get to it. Or if they don't, I mean, I'm doing my show my way. That's it. Because if you're not excited about the topic, what's the point? Exactly. And if podcasters focus on talking about what they want to talk about, they'll find success. And yes, that's very subjective, but if you're talking about something you're passionate about, and I think you, you, we've often compared it to, you know, being paid to climb up a mountain backwards. Yeah. Right. So there's not going to be a lot of payoff unless you are, you've got a big machine behind, big media machine behind you, or you've got that existing audience from having done something else, you know, it, it's going to be slow and, you know, three years, four years before you make anything, you know, and, and I certainly didn't get into this like teaching to retire. I'm not here to get rich. Yeah. Well, I know for me, anytime I do, if I ever put out an episode thinking, I think this should work, but I'm not sure, that's where I'll go in. Like I did a, an episode a couple weeks ago with a guy that's really into Instagram. And I'm like, this kind of fits, but it's not 100% fit. And I went in and looked and I was like, yeah, this this did not fit like I wanted. It wasn't a bad show, but it just, I'm not that much on Instagram. So consequently, I don't have a bunch of people that followed me from Instagram. And I also did an episode where, David Hooper did an episode that I thought was amazing where he interviewed Dolly Parton. And so I did an episode where we, like, people tuned in to hear me, and instead you listened, you tuned in to hear me listen to David Hooper, and then we both commented on it. And I had people, the people that listened loved it, but there were some people like, yeah, I kind of tuned in to hear Dave, and I got the wrong Dave. And I'm like, yeah, but Hooper's great. I mean, isn't this fun? Yeah. So that was an ex know, experiment, so... The, the your episode that you mentioned that you had the guest on about Instagram. Yeah. I really enjoyed that episode. I try to leverage Instagram for my podcast. So I got value. So I obviously I don't see that episode the same way you do. So thank you for that episode. And then me being the big podcast about podcasting nerd that I am, I listened to your episode with David Hooper and that inspired me to do two things. I listened to you guys do the mystery science theater 3000 version of his episode. Yeah. <laughs> then I went back and I listened to his whole episode and then... I've heard you talk about him before. I finally subscribed to his podcast, and now I'm getting the big podcast all the time now. Yes, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Yes. You learn nothing. He's, <laughs> he's programmed us now, which I've actually complained to Dave, and I'm like, I sometimes listen to a show when it's like three weeks ago, and I'm like, you're not giving me any specific, and I'm like, but I know newsletter.bigpodcast.com, so... He's, that 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 is one negative, is that if you... I, list, I went back and I listened to stuff in the back catalog, and... Yeah. 
you go there and then you got to go and kind of find it. So yeah, but that, I've learned I'm like, take. before I go there, I look at whatever the name of the episode I'm listening to is. And then I just search for that and it, it gets you where you want to go. But you know, Dave's doing his thing and I'm sure, you know, newsletters are great, by the way, if you don't have one, start one. So what, anything new and exciting in the, in the world of ed tech? that podcasters might want to play with? I mean, I'm like everybody else and I'm finding ways to integrate artificial intelligence into my classroom, trying to get my mm. students to use it at the high school level. I also do some teaching at the college level. So whereas, for example, a lot of college professors are like, no, run away. I'm like, no, let's lean into this and here's how you can use it as a tool. And I often, whether I'm talking to students, teachers or college students, you know, AI is it's like a hammer, right? The hammer or any traditional tool doesn't do anything unless we as people interact with it. So I know there's a lot of AI tools for podcasters and you still have to make sense of whatever the output is. So, you know, if you're asking, say, a chat GPT to give you 10 title options, you don't have to use any single one of those AI produced options, but those 10 things might inspire you to come up with your own original title or I mean, I use it to write descriptions for my episodes. I'll read it my show notes. And you know what? I Like you've often said, you know, sometimes good enough is good enough. I am no wordsmith. I'm not a writer. That's why I podcast. So if somebody else or something else is going to do some of that heavy lifting for me, I'm all for it. So yeah. I use it as a tool and an accessory to enhance what I'm doing. Yeah. Craig, who again is a professor in uh, Louisiana, says trying to ban AI in, in a school is a losing proposition. Yeah, you can't... Uh... Yeah. No, it, it, for people who say ban it, for example, in education, I say, all right, then we need to ban the graphing calculators. We need to ban, we need to ban ballpoint pens as opposed to fountain pens. So there's always advancement <laughs> in technology, right? So I mean, we don't podcast in 2024 the same way we podcasted in you know 2005. It's evolved. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Dr. says that lean in. The people who say they'll never use it, it's like saying I hate apples, so I'm never eating oranges again. Yeah. It's uh, It scared me the first time I saw it because I was like, ooh, this is really cool. And, you know, it, it could also be used for really negative things. But it, it reminded me because when I showed it to my brother and he said, what voodoo is this that you are playing with now? You know, because my brother is seven years older than I. And he just was totally flabbergasted. And it made me flash back to when I, back in the day, I used to teach how to send email because it was brand new. And I remember this guy, we paired them off and he sent an email to his buddy sitting right next to him. And he just looked at me and goes, dude, like it's in his inbox already. I just hit send and it's in his inbox. He's like, how is it doing that? And so when my brother is like, what is this voodoo? I was like, you know, I've seen this before where new technology just blows people's minds. And I was like, I didn't run away from email. You know, you can use it as a tool. So I have been slowly trying. And it's weird because... If you go to Amazon and you search for like how to learn ChatGPT, there are 500 books all written by ChatGPT. I'd kind of like one written by a human, but it's something I'm slowly leaning into. In fact, eventually, I, I right now I use Cast Magic. I know Swell's really popular. There are a bunch of these, and I'm like, eventually, I want to just use ChatGPT and know how to do it because that's all those tools are doing anyway. Do you have a, a favorite AI tool? I I am a ChatGPT user to the point where I do pay for it. I've been paying for it for probably a year now. So I'm paying that $20 a month for that. And again, it's helping me as a podcaster. It's helping me as a teacher. And 
you know, I mean, I, I think it's the best bargain around. You've got the custom GPTs now. One thing I've added into my workflow is I used to have a template in Photoshop to do my episode artwork for each episode of the show. And I would change that template from year to year. And this year I decided I'm going to use AI to do all my individual episode artwork pieces. So I usually feed it a description of the episode, the title, the episode number, and I might do a couple of iterations. And that looks to me a little cooler on my website. You know, when I share it on social media, it's interesting artwork. And yeah, you know, I'm not hiding the fact that it's AI, but ChatGPT is, to me, you, you know, when you talk about like an audio editor and, you know, you could learn Audacity or you could learn some other DAW and you typically will not learn another one. You'll go with what you first learned. I first got into AI with ChatGPT. I play with other tools, so I'm familiar with them, but push comes to shove and I, and I got to do something and I want to leverage AI to do it. I'm going to ChatGPT. That's it. Cast Magic just rolled out Studio. And so you can highlight words and it will make this cute little artwork. And then you can say, like in this case, I said, search for time. So it gave me a clock and it put it in the background. It does, I mean, it would make sense. They're basically using it to promote Cast Magic, which is at the bottom of the artwork. I didn't see a way to uh, to turn that off. And DR was saying, or Craig was, somebody asked, what do you do if you get a if you get something from a student, especially because you're teaching high school and college, what happens? Yeah, here it is. If a student sends you a chat GPT generated essay, do you correct it with chat GPT? Well, so, so here's the thing. And I've had arguments with my colleagues at the high school and the college level. If you're creating assignments and you're asking students to do things that they can just go out to chat GPT and have it do, you as the teacher need to change the assignment. Mm. So that way what you're asking students to do can't be done with AI. That, that's my opinion. That's so, it. Got to change the game a little bit. And to be fair, when I ask kids to write something, I will use AI to help give me feedback, mm. right? So I can give it a rubric. I can give it all the criteria of the assignment and I can have it read the essay. I can have it check out the blog post and check it to the rubric. And then I can interject my own feedback on what my gut tells me about you know, a particular submission. DR says, I'd love to talk about prompts and cast magic. The one I do the most is I will go into that opening paragraph and click modify and say, write this in first person. Because it's like, today, Jim Cullison and Dave Jackson talk about the exciting, great, bodacious way. And I'm like, okay, I'm never going to use the word bodacious. You know, they always have way too many adjectives. And I'll just like, write this in, in first person coming from Dave Jackson. And that gets me a little closer to what I'm looking for. But I know, I think my favorite prompt in Cast Magic was, I will go into Hindenburg and make chapters. Then you can right-click in Hindenburg and copy your chapters as text. So I'll do that. I'll take out the timestamps and say, write an article. So I've uploaded my podcast, it's transcribed it, and I'll say, write an article using the following subheadings. And that was the one that, like, A, you always, 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 and by that I mean never forget to look at it before you publish it. But that was one that I was like, I don't think I need to change any of this. But I still read the whole thing because it only takes one sentence to blow your integrity. Have you ever seen AI hallucinate in your travels? Hallucinations? No, because again, what I'm using it for, whether it's, again, as the podcaster, what I'm doing as a teacher, I'm not, I mean, I'm not trying to push it to its limits. I'm not trying to get it to, you know, be racist or say inappropriate. Like <laughs> I'm actually, I'm using it for 
a specific purpose. You know, if I'm trying to write objectives for my lesson plans or come up with questions I can ask students, you know, I'm not asking it to do a lot of research for me. I mean, I know the, I know the content in my classroom, but you know, for me to come up with a lot of differentiated and individual resources for kids, I can have it change the reading level of an article based on, you know, the lexile levels I'm learning about my students throughout the year. So I can have it modify things that I give it. So hallucinations, no, not, not in my experience. There you go. And my buddy, Life After Blindness, I talk about his show all the time. It's one of my favorite exa- examples of a great show name. It says uh, Microsoft Copilot was built, had GPT built into it. There were some other mentions here. Craig had one that we should check out. Gemini from Google, which I think that was something before they just rebranded it. So there are all these fun tools. It's just a matter of, you know, we all like to pretend we have the time to just spend hours studying, prompting, and it's like, well, it's like anything else, but, a little here and a little there. But a lot there. of people aren't spending the time, and more people need to spend the time. Even if you never publicly use something it gives you, it's important for people, and, and podcasters especially, get familiar, try the tool, see what it does. You don't have to use it, Correct. but give it a shot. Be open-minded to it. Yeah, it's uh, there, there have been times when I've, uh, for a while, I was doing a local show, and I would just copy the story out of the local newspaper, thrown into ChatGPT, and go rewrite this in two paragraphs because maybe it was six, and it would give me two. I would read it and go, "Yep, that's accurate." Copy paste. There it was. So it was one of those things. I'm like, "Yeah, this is this will work," because that's basically what I used to do. I used to look at it and just summarize the article, and I'm like, "Well, this can do it in ten seconds, if that." And I was like, it yeah. saved me a huge amount of time. So there are uses for it. So it's like anything else. Out, yeah. Can I throw out another tip that people might want to try if yeah. they're hesitant? So here's a real easy thing. And I've done this before. I remember a couple of years ago, you talked about a spreadsheet you made to kind of keep track of your stats and oh, yeah. do the graph. So I still do that. Thank you for that. But it tracks my episode titles over the course of a year. Uh, so what I've done is I will take, from time to time, I'll take the episode titles And I will say, based on previous episodes of my podcast, give me 10 or 15 topics I might want to create an episode about based on things I've already talked about. Oh, interesting. So that's me giving it the information to reference, not just pulling from anywhere on the internet, right? but stuff I've already done. And then, or I can say, you know, I've given it the data too from the spreadsheet, you know, based on the information here, give me some analysis. Which one is really good for that? Oh, it'll come one to you. Where you can literally, you can, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Claude. Sorry, Claude. Oh, yeah. You can upload a PDF of a spreadsheet. You can upload an XLS file and you can have it kind of analyze data for you real easy. And if you can feed some of your podcast data, maybe you can get some recommendations based on titles, download numbers, averages that you've already accumulated and calculated. Yeah, I Again, know. If you're paying for JetGPT, there's they're almost like plugins for WordPress. You can buy things, and one of them is you can give it a link to a YouTube channel, a YouTube video, and it will then watch. He said in quotation marks and give you a summary of the video. And I was like, that could be a huge time saver. It's kind of tricky because, um, like, how, you know, on one hand, that means you're not going to go back and watch the video. But I was like, so you're kind of like you're putting a lot of trust that it got it right, but. Well, there, there's one show I do It's called Podcast PD. We live stream it, you know, similar to this. Yeah. And I don't release it the same day that we do it as the live stream. So I have a couple of days that the YouTube transcript will then be available. 
And I will take that transcript and I will now have it write me podcast show notes that I then go through and modify. Right. And then I put into our template that goes onto our website. But it, it's kind of like this. I don't always keep track of the topics that we talk about in the moment. So I can have it do that. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Well, I got to go, Dave. Happy Saturday. All right, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And uh, you can find him at Chris Nessie. That's C-H-R-I-S-N-E-S-I dot com. His show is House of Ed Tech. And uh, you know what? That's a good time to, uh, we hear the doorbell. It is uh, time. We'll, couple final comments here. Craig is saying, I'm finding Copilot better for my tasks, such as grammar, vocabulary, and generating questions than ChatGPT or Gemini. And Coach Dave, I have many GPT books, etc. I've pushed it, etc. I've pushed it. Uh, Eminem analysis, graphics with words. There are limitations. If you guys haven't seen the new videos from text, I think it's Soro or something like that. Soros, maybe. That's, what's his name? Tyler Perry, you know, Medema. He was going to add on to his compound. He has this huge movie studio in Atlanta. And he saw that and went, hold on a second. Because it's some of it was really amazing. Some of it was they have some mistakes that were pretty funny, but Coach Dave says, yeah, again, there are limitations. When it doesn't know, it'll make up tangent responses. So yeah, just be careful. Anything with ChatGPT, yeah, be careful. Any kind of AI, really. Be sure to read it before you put it out there. Because I have seen it. My favorite is when somebody had a blog post that said that there's been a discovery problem with podcasting since the since the 90s, and I'm like, there was definitely a discovery problem with the podcast in the 90s because it didn't exist yet. So, and they, it's, it's, to the best of my knowledge, it's still there. It was on uh, castos.com on their blog. Some guy wrote it. And the other thing was the blog post was a mile long. And I'm like, somebody really liked this topic. So I want to say thanks to the chat room for keeping me company. Thanks to Chris Nessie, chrisnessie.com, uh, podcastbranding.co, based on a true story, podcast.com. And of course, the School of Podcasting, if you're looking to start playing or grow your audience, schoolofpodcasting.com slash coach will save you on either a monthly or yearly subscription. I saw somebody ask for that earlier, and that's how you do it. So we'll see you next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. We'll see you, everybody. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time.